0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to an episode of Capes on the Renegade Pop Culture Podcast Network. My name is Mike. I'll be your host for this evening. Joining me, we've got Teresa. Howdy, howdy. And today, um, we're doing a pretty low key episode. We've got some reviews for She Hulk, Werewolf by Night, and of course, the big marquee title, Black Adam. But before we get there, there is actually a little bit of news to cover. Um, So earlier this week, Marvel put out trailers for both Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um, Teresa, did you get a chance to watch any of these? I did
1: watch the Guardians of the Galaxy, and it looked very kooky. Um and Ant Man, I also watched the trailers. Amazing.
0: Um, I it's it's weird to say that I'm slightly more excited for the holiday special than for um <laughs> the movie. Yeah, than than for the actual movie. But to be fair, I am genuinely excited to see Jonathan Majors' debut yeah. as. Kang in all of his glory
1: yes more Kang please even though I know he's the bad guy I'm like I love it more of it please um but no I thought Ant-Man was like pretty solid I was like I'm hooked and we got a special guest and now hopefully more people will watch because I feel like Ant-Man I've always felt like you don't necessarily need to know all the other stuff One, this one a little bit more um, but I've like watched like Ant Man 2 with my mom and she doesn't know what's going on. Um, but she's like, that was fun, it was nice. Um, you know, he gets big, it's not complicated. Um, he can get small. Um, but I definitely I'm I'm looking forward to that. And I'm I like the last guardians of the galaxy, but I also was like, do we need more? Um, but seeing the the special, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. Give me something light, especially with um werewolf by night. Having a special presentation, I kind of like this um, format.
0: Yeah, it's it's great that it allows it allows Marvel to experiment more with storytelling. Like they can tell stories that are not not necessarily <laughs> um, like grand enough for the big screen, but also not um, not those that require. You know six plus hours to tell the whole story yes. they can they can um they can, they can tell shorter shorter stories but have more um more creative control i hope in, so yeah de- depending on what it looks is, uh, behind the camera
1: so I felt like we we'll like Moon Night versus, I mean, that wasn't a special presentation, but it was more like limited series. And I feel like even more compressed and special presentation, you can just go like it seems like they're going wild. Um, and you can get I feel also in terms of scheduling, you could probably get people committed for like one one thing that's like an hour versus like six things that are an hour. Like I feel like um people's schedules are very busy. Um, so we get some fun people in there
0: plus it it prob- it probably will be um less expensive to do oh, um, i hope yeah I to do to it. do to do stuff in in shorter bursts as opposed to how much they must be spending on like all of these different movies and shows like we we we've come a long way from um like the one or two movies per year.
1: I don't, I, I am fine with more TV, less movies. Um, although some people are complaining about Marvel fatigue. I'm not one of those people, Um, but I definitely, I feel like it's more um, like, I like just like exploring more of the world. And when it's not in the movie format, I feel like you can kind of dip in one series, come back to another, you know, watch it, you know, at your leisure um, and I feel like you can get enjoyable and then also like just the TV format just like something to look forward to each week um, it's always nice because I I love the movie and but then it's it's kind of done <laughs> for a while um, there's nothing next week there's no more Black Adam you know potentially for many years yeah
0: that's that. that's that's the one thing I like about um, the week the weekly model that Disney Plus does where you know for 9 weeks straight we had people talking about um show you know shows like she hulk and
1: Ms. moon marvel, moon Ms. Yeah, moon
0: Knight, um miss marvel it's That's yeah it, it's done it's done wonders for um you know dri- driving traffic and um yes. all of the discussions for sure um one one more piece of news before we get to our main topics um it was just announced today as of this recording um, that DC studios has a new a new pair of heads um it's being run by James Gunn and Peter Safran their con- their contract is allegedly um, lasting for four years but they will be the new creative heads of DC studios, formerly known as DC films. So what do you, what do you think about this new direction for, for the studio?
1: I'm, it makes sense um, to have Gunn because he's, he, he you know, he, he's committed. It's, it's very much like, You need someone who gets fans and what people want. I feel like a lot of times we're complaining, you know, there's people in charge and they don't actually understand how movies are made and they don't understand comics. and They don't understand this. So I think it's a it's a very smart move. I really want to know what Disney had to say today. Um, They had very strong opinions. Um, but as one of my friends said, um, they kind of ruined it for themselves. So DC is re- reaping the benefits. Um, so I thought that that's pretty, pretty funny. Um, and you know, he likes to work. So I think it, it all works out.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. This is, this is almost a no brainer if you've, you know, if, if, if you've kind of paid attention to, um, the relationship that James Gunn has kind of built with, with Warner brothers. And even, even though the suicide squad didn't exactly break the bank, it's still critically one, one of their best films. And while I still haven't gotten around to actually seeing it, Peacemaker was a big hit for HBO max. So clearly they see something in him that they want to continue working with him. And um, Warner Brothers says they've, they wanted a, a Kevin Feige to run the studio. And I think James Gunn kind of fits that mold perfectly in that he's, a, um, he, he's basically an encyclopedia of knowledge when it comes to these DC characters. And Peter Saffron has been has been like a very uh, prolific producer. He's he's worked with uh, James Wan throughout the Conjuring franchise, and he's he's worked with um, James Gunn on mm-hmm. a couple of other projects, particularly uh, the Belko Experiment from 2016. So I'm I'm sure they will. Uh, they they will work together quite quite nicely, and it's it's really it's really good to to see that you know after everything we've heard about uh, Warner Discovery, all of the layoffs and all these projects getting canceled, that we're actually starting to see um, what David Zaslav can do um, to build to build his new empire. So that is yeah. that's pretty exciting. Let's
1: see how it goes.
0: Yeah, there there is just as good a chance that this will be a rousing success, <laughs> as, as it is an extreme I, failure. But... I feel
1: like they have nothing to lose, to be honest. Um, at DC and Peacemaker did really well, so I think it, you know it makes perfect sense. Um, I'm curious to know what deal they like, how long they've got him for.
0: Um, it's it's supposed to be at least four years, but okay. that that can always change. I mean, it can always change.
1: But they usually, especially if you like running something, unless you're doing a terrible job, it's kind of hard to get out of um, in contract.
0: That's true. Always uh, easy to get rid of people if they don't want. To. Oh yeah. So with that out of the way, now we can move on to our our first show she hulk now brock and i have already gone through each episode individually um on our series uh marvel after the credits teresa i'm gonna start with you your your overall thoughts on the series um i thought it was great i'm a fan of a
1: legal drama that has you know it can make fun of itself so like on the surface like i was pretty excited but i also love tatiana um Sonny, and i thought she was a perfect she-hulk i thought um she really nailed the the loneliness of jen the drivenness of being a lawyer it, like you know most <laughs> i'm not saying i'm a fan of lawyers but like her daredevil i'm like you know some lawyers can do some good i like them and um obviously them together um blew my mind it's amazing they finally show some people getting it on um the realities of dating it really commented on the culture um and it was pretty you know self-contained it was really all about because it was like not her learning about her powers for very much it was really learning how to balance her life um with her powers um and I thought that was very interesting because um a lot of like Miss Marvel was really like I don't know if I have powers and like figuring out the history behind it and the you know with hulk it's like oh i'm just a hulk now um what am i gonna do with this um so I thought it was cool i thought the finale was hilarious um it did kind of feel like when they did bring bruce i was like oh i thought like I thought we weren't gonna do an in credits thing um but i do know why they did it they have to keep the train moving um but i loved it i would say um Honestly, all the ones this year are pretty solid. Um, I'd put it, you know, neck and neck with Moon Knight um, with Miss Marvel.
0: Yeah, that's that. That's about how I feel about this. I I was really enjoying this from basically from start to finish. Um, like you said, they 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 took the more interesting approach with with Jen's character. It's not. This isn't just. Um, it's not just that she's spending the entire series. Le- like learning how to use her powers, they they get all of that over and done with with the first episode, whereas the rest of the series is more just like how how do I balance being She Hulk and Jennifer Walters, and I think I think the best way that they really accomplished that was through the use of Daredevil. Um, he came in at just the right point in the story where you know he did kind of he he did kind of lay out um like his 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 line that he gave to jen was perfect like jennifer Walsh just can help can help society can help the law when society fails them where she hulk helps people where the law fails them and i absolutely love
1: the fashion designer guy oh as soon as yeah I, saw him, I was like oh i know this guy this is that and i was like oh bring daredevil please um so when he showed up i was like yes um i thought i thought that was great like the threads with the characters even titania she's not in it a lot but i thought the threads were there um really coming full circle with her ex dates you know um, Emil, like all of these things. Um I thought that was pretty funny.
0: Also, I love um, her co-workers at uh, at the law yes. firm. Pug yes. Pug might be <laughs> probably <laughs> one of the, the best supporting characters of all time.
1: him pretending to be an Intel was pretty hilarious. <laughs> I was like, he's not good at this and that's when they had her feeding everything into the thing and I thought her her best friend her assistant she was she was so awesome she's exactly what Jen needed to kind of put herself out there um and also um, I feel like a lot of legal drama like I watched the Lincoln Lawyer recently on Netflix they always have like their team of people like who's in the office like doing the research Um, even on, like, Lucifer to, you know, or, like, CSI, they always have, like, the people who are, like, actually helping you get it done, um, helping you solve the cases, all those things. So, I thought she was, she was the great sidekick.
0: Yeah. Um, Nikki, Nikki was great. I, I love how she'll, she'll do just about anything for Jen, even, like, even as far as, like, following her from, um from her old law firm with uh with dennis who you you just you just like you know you know he's you know he's exactly the character that that we've all met before
1: yeah i did think it was kind of it made me very sad when the guy hired her but he's like i hired shield not you and i know that was like kind of the unraveling of all of her big problems this season but i was like really man even in her office, she can't just be Jen. It's kind of messed up. But- yeah
0: that 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 was that was like the one the one thing of that of that episode that was like, oh okay so, I know. so so you're you're the to- you're the token hire, but yeah. they but they but they they do a good job of like, of really skew skewering. Like yes, online, they... online trolls and um oh, yeah. and like that the, the usual, cool. the usual criticisms that we hear about like all of these Marvel shows, they 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 do a good job making making fun of making fun of both themselves and their audience in a way that's you know it it it's biting but not too aggressive.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And yet. And yet, like the like the these same people continue to prove oh, yeah. to prove the show right.
1: Sadly, there was some backlash, which was pretty dumb. But they were just they were just proving the writers right. I felt like the writers' room is really strong in this. They were. They got it.
0: <laughs> yeah the um, the episodes that. That uh, Jessica Gao wrote. She's she's mm-hmm. like the head writer yeah. of the series. Um she she knew she knew exactly the right tone for the series.
1: Yeah, and I feel like um when they showed the actual writer's room, I was like, this is hilarious right now. Um so I thought it was just so per- that part was perfect. And then of course when the AI was named Kevin, I was like, okay, I get it. This is all making sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I love Kevin. Or, um, yeah. I, I, I believe, I believe um, the term it stood for like, um, no- knowledge. Um, yeah. Not like, hold on. Um, I'm gonna try to look this up. Uh, keep talking
1: uh yeah but no i just thought the especially even just the scenes leaning into it where they're like you can't no one sees him um (laughs) i thought that was pretty funny um kind of remind me of entourage like a little bit at the beginning but then it just turns into full-on action like oh no we're gonna beat you up and i was like why are you gonna try to beat up a hulk that's dumb but you know um but i thought i thought that was a great ad um and really showed like mixing the humor with the action that it doesn't have to be you know like a one-liner and like falcon and the winter soldier it can be actually funny all the way out
0: any chance you found it um not yet
1: i've definitely started with like knowledge Something uh, i think like,
0: something, um not knowledge um like not knowledge um enigma something i yeah. um i i f- i forgot exactly what it was but that that was that that whole scene was just kind of brilliant and my favorite thing about it was the fact that um the ro- like the robot even had the visor um of like of the hat that kevin you that kevin fly usually wears
1: yeah Apparently Kevin refused to do the voice. He was like you can't use my voice. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny.
0: <laughs> just 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 that whole that whole finale was was perfect. If,
1: was that from the comic?
0: Um I think I think that that was something that specifically was something that um they made up for the show but in in general um Jennifer Walters has broken the fourth wall like in many mm-hmm. different ways even going even going as far as like um ye- yelling right at the um at like the writers and even trying to leave her her panels at at some point but th- but this is this is like the closest the closest they can get to sort of Emu- emulating that um emulating that style of fourth <laughs> wall break but still keeping it within within the medium that's funny
1: it is pretty clever
0: and and then i love how they they had they have matt Murdock coming coming back at, at after all of this conflict um just to have a a nice fam like family get together.
1: I did like that part. I mean, I don't mind Bruce's and her family showing up, but definitely the 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 son reveal. I was like, oh gosh! But that's how they have to get their last hook in you to come back.
0: Yep. Which probably means we're going to see more Hulk stuff in the future. It's got to be something. <laughs>
1: I have my guesses, but um, because I was wondering if it was going to be in, is it? I don't remember what the one with Nick Fury is going to be in, if that's going to be where he's going to pop up. But
0: oh, um, Secret Invasion, yeah,
1: Secret Invasion, because I mean that's like where they do more of the stuff, or if it's going to be in the Marvels, like with Miss Marvel, like because she's always in space. Um, where is it? Where is it going to come?
0: Uh that is a very good question. Well, we will have to wait and see on whatever they do with Bruce moving forward, but I I do like that they are they are expanding his world ever so slowly. Even even though I'm not quite sure what the deal is with um with Universal and whether they still have the um distribution rights to a Hulk movie. But if if that's cleared up, maybe we can start to see him on the big screen again. It's all
1: about money. I'm sure they will eventually find a way. <laughs> Same thing with Spider-Man as well. They just uh, had to figure out the money with Sony and here we are. We have more.
0: <laughs> um, but for now, um, any 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 other characters that uh that you thought um any any other characters that you have thoughts on
1: um no I mean I thought her family was awesome you know getting um her mom and her dad I feel like that was the perfect kind of foil that keeps her kind of grounded like we said Nikki her assistant is amazing um I like Titania I just thought it was funny. Um, not sure how much he like truly adds um to the scene, but I absolutely loved just seeing Tim Roth again. I just thought that whole yoga ashram like institute thing, um, and his several wives, um, that whole line, I just thought that was hilarious.
0: I, I could tell that Tim Roth was having the time of his life yeah. playing a more jovial version of Emil Blonsky,
1: yeah, and like um, I love. I just like want more things for Tim Ron, more of him on my screen, please.
0: Same. Um, uh, one one character we haven't really talked about is, uh, Todd Phelps, played by uh John <laughs> John Bass. He, it, it, he is um, he's one of those characters that you just love to hate.
1: yeah i mean he played despicable quite well um once he started showing up again i was like what's with this dude like something's up so um it definitely made sense in the finale he was the one um behind um that horrible hate group (laughs) also that he's so mad that she rejected him i was like oh my gosh get over yourself but he (laughs) has the money and the resource and the whole like when he called her just for a drink and he was talking about the Wakandan sphere and how they kind of want it back. I'm like, can you help me with that? I was like, of course, what an idiot who would just buy that. And I'm like, who would you buy it from? <laughs> Probably someone that was in, um, that maybe's in Wakanda forever, who knows? Um, but I thought that was hilarious.
0: Yeah, so in the the organization that he's the head of, yeah, he call he calls himself Hulk King. Um yes. it's called Intelligentsia. Now in the comics, this is th- this is supposed to be like a group that has the greatest criminal minds. People people like Leader, Modoc, Mad Thinker, Red Ghost, and Wizard. And even at one point, Doctor Doom was a member. But in this show. They turned *Intelligentsia* into basi- basically, basically like Reddit and 4chan, but in the world of superheroes. Which, which just makes yes. again, yes, <laughs> it it it, it makes it makes like the commentary just all the more obvious, and yet somehow, somehow they still they still miss the point. I mean, yeah. <laughs> definitely um
1: i also just love like kind of the scene with pug where like all of the different types of people who would be in that group coming together um i just thought that was because it's it's not very long but you really get it um and it has a dramatic tension of course um so i thought it was great
0: yeah pug pug in that scene um he 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 was great at being someone who's bad at bad at improv so so he had to he he basically needed Nikki to like like push push him into the pool and be like you, you you have you have to pretend that you that you fit in with these guys <laughs> yeah i I just found that funny because um one of the other roles that um the actor Josh Sagaro was best known for was Adrian Chase on Arrow aka vigilante oh,
1: was. yeah i didn't even remember that totally makes sense
0: that, that i think that's that's why that casting was just was just perfect yeah he gets it uh so before we move on to our next topic um i got two questions one um do you think we'll see she hulk again, in the MCU? Um, and two, um, is it just going to be a season two of She-Hulk? Or could we see her on uh, on the big screen or in an episode of Daredevil?
1: I, I'm hoping for Daredevil next immediately. <laughs> but that's my personal opinion. But I do think... Um, I think it's kind of like how Daredevil showed up in this, like as someone's lawyer, I could see her showing up as somebody's lawyer because she only represents like superheroes. Um, so I definitely think there's there's plenty of room where she could be on the big screen and not like maybe, I'm not saying she's in Miss Marvel um, or the Marvels, but she could be, you know, I feel like that's something that they could work in there. Um, I feel like, I'm surprised they haven't announced a second season. I'm a little surprised they haven't actually, um, but maybe they're holding on,
0: you know, holding on to announcements
1: um, for a little bit longer, something to close the year out with more good news.
0: I feel like her showing up in Daredevil is almost an, an inevitability, but if, if she's, a, if she's in the Marvels, that would be great. But I, I have a feeling we might see her in um, Captain America, new world order. that would make no sense because
1: she she, because i feel like a lot of the people the firm represents would be with like i can't remember julia drive is like the group but i can i can see them getting into legal hot water
0: um it might
1: needing some help
0: so any final thoughts before we move on
1: um no just if you're on the fence for she hulk give it two episodes I don't think you'll regret it. It's a fun watch. Um, and if you like Dwarf and Black, I would hope you've already seen it. But if you're waiting on it, this is your cue to watch it now.
0: Yeah, if you if if you were kind of holding off till the show is finished because you would prefer to binge the series, now's a good time to do that. I would say that She-Hulk is probably, if it's not my favorite Marvel show, it's definitely in my top three, right next to Miss Marvel and Loki which by the way, I'm very excited for Loki season two. So yeah, I definitely recommend checking out She-Hulk if you haven't already. But now we're moving on to probably what was my most anticipated Marvel project of the year, Werewolf by Night. So Teresa, I'm gonna start with you. What did did you Um... think of Marvel's first special presentation?
1: I thought it was pretty perfect. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't even watch the full trailer. I was just like, oh, some werewolf thing and Gil Garcia Bernal's in it. I'll I'll probably watch it. And I did watch it right when it came out. Um, I actually just watched it last week, like when I came home um, from work and I was like, yeah, this is short. I'm going to watch this. This is great. Um, And then once I turned it, um, you know, once I started getting the story, I recognized some actresses and I was like, that old lady's been in something and i was like this is going to be interesting um i love that it was like we were talking about before it's such a short it's you know it's one night <laughs> literally um so i thought that was pretty exciting i liked the kind of race contest aspect i did love you know the stepmother and the daughter having that history and really seeing seeing the bitterness fought literally on screen um was hilarious but i also think um I love just seeing new characters that are in, you know, the Marvel universe. Like every time, like that's what I love about Miss Marvel. It's just like, what are we gonna see next? Like, you know, character because I'm not as versed into the comics as everyone else. Um, so I loved it. I thought they did a pretty good job. I love that it was black and white. Um, till the very end, that was a nice touch.
0: Yeah, I think literally my only negative about this is that it was just a little bit too short, but for a first-time director, I thought Michael G- uh, Giacchino did an excellent job creating this cool sort of like 1930s homage to the you know the classic uh, Universal monster movies. I thought like the atmosphere was really well done. I love that they even like emulated the sort of like old film grain style, even like having like cigarette burns in the corners every once in a while was cool even just like the story i thought was fascinating that this is the first time we that we get to meet characters like yeah like jack russell elsa bloodstone man thing Um, man thing was awesome
1: i thought it was great that um it was kind of like what the tom cruise mummy like wanted to be um of like there's this you know underground monster hunters and they have like resources and you know they you know hunt things at night and I'm like great um don't 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 have a bad script um and this had a perfect script like every little detail of even just them waiting in the room I just like the production design I was like where is that from what you know what monster is that that they killed I was just thinking about all the other stories behind the story that we were already at watching. Um, And I definitely could, I would have loved it to be longer, especially like once um, we get Ted, you know, um, man thing like back, I was like, well, what are you guys doing next? Like, I want to see that. Um, So I definitely, I loved it. And I want to know what else is up next. Like what's, what's, what's this, it's everyone's dead now, but I'm sure she's going to do something.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm very, excited for any sort of future that these characters have and if if they don't that's fine too this was this was still like a nice a nice little taste of what we could be seeing more of in the future um like it's it's really it's really cool that you know for for a small for a small little like side project we get to dive deep into a very different corner of the Marvel universe, where it's more of like the supernatural, and like the horror aspect, and it's just kind of fun to see all of the other characters that uh, Laura Donnelly and Gael Garcia Bernal get to play off of. I think I think one of my favorites was uh, Kirk R. Thatcher as uh, Joven. He, I think he's, I think he's like, yeah, he's like one of the first guys that they that they run into and he's he's yeah. he's just delightful.
1: I honestly I was really blown away by um the the stepmom <laughs> cuz I've seen her in other stuff like I can't quite remember but she's she's played like a good person and a bad person but Harriet Sansom Harris she's just like perfect. She's like one of those um character actors that you would see on justified and in this like at the same time. So, I thought she was perfect.
0: I I didn't realize this um she she played um Mrs. Jenkins in Memento.
1: That's what yes. <laughs> I knew I'd seen her before.
0: <laughs> um the, um the, the the actress in question is um Harriet Sansom Harris. Yeah, so, and
1: um I'm trying to think of what I've seen her in that really made an impression on me. Um oh she was in the the TV series, I'm sure not many people watched The Lost Room. Um and it was on sci-fi in like 2006 and it had um uh the guy from 6 feet under peter Krause. um and that was that was like spooky mystery kind of thing so she's done sci-fi before
0: oh she she was also in desperate housewives too
1: Oh, yeah she's one of the neighbors love her love her getting more work
0: yeah i i i, th- I think this i think she she would she has she has the right look and um, presence for this for this character. Yeah, that that that's the thing about a lot of Marvel's projects that uh their their casting is just impeccable, every every single time, barring like maybe like a few exceptions, they they know they know exactly who they want for for their movies tv shows whatever yeah Uh, but no i
1: mean i felt like it was like a whole kind of like mood and like vibe so um you know you're not as caught up into a plot i was more caught in like the characters um and i thought that was refreshing
0: yeah that that's what i was thinking too this is like this this is more more so about like the craft and um like the atmosphere created like even 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 man thing as far as i know was pretty much all um practical effects like like you could if you see any behind the scenes photos there, there there's an actual like there's an actual man thing on set which i thought was pretty cool amazing
1: yeah, I want I want more practical effects
0: all the time, or at least a blend of the two. The more something looks real, like actually there, easier it is to be invested in either the characters or just the locations that they're in.
1: Yeah, you can tell the interaction. But I th- I still thought like She Hulk did a great job, but she was there in the suit, interacting with people.
0: Oh yeah, and and they and they had body doubles too who did some like a bit more of the stunt work. But yeah, for for a first special, I thought they knocked it out of the park with Werewolf by Night.
1: Yes, more please.
0: All right, so with that out of the way, we are now moving on to, I guess, kind of the main event, <laughs> Black Adam. This has been a film that's, I wanna say at least 15 years in the making. Really? So yeah, as far back as like 2007, Warner Brothers and New Line were like starting to get the wheels going on a Shazam movie. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson has expressed interest in playing Black Adam. It wasn't until 2014 when he was like officially announced (laughs) to play the character, but that's still eight years ago yeah
1: he's a busy guy
0: that he was or that he continues to be yeah i was like he still is so before we get into the movie itself what what did you think when you first heard that johnson was going to play this character um
1: i think i was like that makes sense i think i was like because they are positioning black adam as kind of um an anti-hero kind of you know a little bit of a villain so i was like i'm kind of interested in seeing if the rock can play it off because he's pretty much squeaky clean in most of his movies um especially like jumanji and things like that um so i was very like okay let's see like the rock get evil and, like beat some people up um i like shazam so like when they announced it before i hadn't really like put it together that they were like connected but then i watched Shazam and i was like oh I want to know what what happened before with these wizards. Like that's that's got me interested. And I knew The Rock was going to be in it, um, so that kind of like got me excited again once that movie came out.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say this this was like perfect casting um, when I first heard it, but then I kind of thought about The Rock's career and remembered that back in his wrestling days, he did kind of play the heel. So for this movie, kind of. Leaning into sort of the darker aspects of this character, I thought worked really well for him. And yeah, Shazam is awesome. That is one of the best DC movies in recent memory that I've seen. Everything about how that one came together was just kind of perfect. And even like that little tease that we get in the film, where the wizard describes their previous champion, who ended up not being worthy. I was like, hmm, I wonder where they're going with this. And now we get to the movie itself. And he wasn't lying when he said that the hierarchy of the DC universe has changed. So now we get into the movie itself. Your initial thoughts on the film?
1: I thought it was, you know, a nice way to spend your time... In the theater, I was excited to see kind of a Middle Eastern country like setting where it's not just one set piece and then they go somewhere else. Like the whole thing is in Kandar. I thought that was awesome. And I just like seeing lots of, you know, different faces, you know, more diverse cast. I thought that was like great. I was like, yeah, let's see like no more beating up New York <laughs> and other things. Let's see what's up somewhere else. Um, I know the adventures kind of go around a little bit, but it's still very like, oh, we're going back to America, like still talking to the American government, that kind of thing. So I thought that was pretty cool. I did like the Justice Society, even though um, I know some people are like, what, what is this? Um, I'm always here for Pierce Brosnan, um of any form. He was one of my favorite Bonds because that was the Bond when I was in high school, um, Goldeneye um so I just thought it was great I love fate what the most of what I know from fate is from Justice League cartoons um so to see it on the big screen you know I thought that was pretty awesome
0: oh yeah I, I think out of all aside from Black Adam Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate stole the show but yeah this movie is not necessarily my favorite out of the DC Extended Universe but certainly a a very good time. I mean, I saw this movie twice in theaters, both times in Dolby, so clearly, I really enjoyed this one. What I liked the most about it was it felt like a live action version of a lot of the d c animated direct to video movies where like you'll have like characters who who show up who, you know general audiences may not know who they are right away but they're like in support of the main character so it's not like they need like long uh, introductions they can just kind of exist in the universe I think that's the best approach at least for this story because that way if audiences like these characters they can demand more in the future and yeah I love how Doctor Fate was portrayed visually in the movie. You can tell they were they were kind of influenced by Doctor Strange a little bit even though in the comics Fate predates Strange by at least 20 years. But still, he looks great in the helmet and the cape and everything. And I love the relationship that he has with Hawkman. How they're how they're like, you know, two old friends who probably have known each other for ages. Then then you have, like, the newbies of the group. You've got Cyclone, played by uh, Quintessa Swindell. And uh, Noah Centineo plays um, Adam Smasher. And there's one cameo in this movie that completely threw me off. Henry Winkler plays um, Al's father or uncle, who was the original Adam Smasher? And w- was this something that you were expecting at all? Absolutely not. I was like, what in the hell? Because well, first of all, I was like, who's
1: Adam Smasher? What's this? I'm confused. And then they would just see him pop up on the screen and he's like, you know, don't mess up that shoot. Also, don't die. Um, I thought that was perfect. <laughs> um, but I also like that the I saw a meme that was like there's a Henry cameo and it's not the one that you think and it used um a picture of Madison um from She-Hulk and I thought that was hilarious
0: (laughs) that's that's great how uh there are two great there there are two great uh Henry cameos in here um but on a more serious note I think I think something that I really liked about this was a this this took place in in a location other than other other than like um america like we're basically on on um foreign ground and the like the main heroes of this movie are kind of against against um um like americans um Sort of like they're yeah. yeah they're 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 very um and they're pro-violence pro well. violence pro pro violence but also <laughs> anti uh imperialists, yes,
1: so I thought that was I thought it was an interesting choice i I mean, I didn't think it all landed perfectly necessarily, but I do like the the commitment to try to comment on you know real times real things real conflicts real things that america may have done
0: yeah like i i I won't say i won't say like this is like the best social commentary that i've seen but the fact that they actually put forth some effort is better than i can say for most movies in this genre yes absolutely also i just i just really like the the more um civilian focus in this movie like sure Sam Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy was kind of like was like really best known for having New York as basically another another character in the movie in like the trilogy but here they, they they do go out of the way to sort of emphasize the, like the people who live in Konduct and how they they kind of have their hopes set on a protector who will basically liberate them from the iron grip of yes of uh, Inner Gang, which which is interesting because I don't I don't recall them having this much power in the comics, yeah. but despite. Despite in the comics, they they have all their weapons and technology um, from, uh, you know, from Apocalypse. This time, this time they're a little bit more militaristic. Yes, hundred percent. Which is, it's it's a different approach, but I I I, res- I respect what they're going for.
1: I, well I like the kind of the weaving of the histories it was giving me vibes of of moon Knight and you know trying to figure out you know how everything comes together so I thought that was really great and I I I didn't mind the children I was actually impressed by both um the um the kid like in you know who revolted who became black adam the actual little kid version in those flashback scenes but also um the main character's son um i thought that was you know very i was very impressed by by you know what they were bringing to the story <laughs>
0: um yeah i i i like i like the kid um like the, like the kid who played like the um the son like teth adam's son and i liked I liked um, what's his name? Oh, um, uh, uh Sambangui, who played um, Aman Tomes. He he's the son of uh, Sarah Shahi's character, Ad- Adriana Tomes, who in the comics we know as um, the hero Isis. And mm-hmm. oh, I can nice. imagine the I can imagine the reason why they're not using that name in this movie Uh,
1: yes probably my cousin is actually named isis and i can understand that
0: (laughs) still still though i i I like i like her role in the film how she's kind of like she she's kind of like an indiana jones type um very 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 headstrong um she you know takes the initiative to both find and and keep keep the crown of Sabak away away from inner gang, away from you know people who will use that power for evil. And and I I just generally like her relationship that she forms with with Black Adam and the rest of the JSA. And
1: I like the new characters. I was very interested. I did I did feel like Noah's acting could use some work but it was he wasn't in it very much um so it didn't bother me um but i definitely i kind of just like that they were bringing you know new people along it really injected some of the story but i from my analytical marketing hat i feel like they put them in to you know get the gen z audience
0: yeah it, it it does it does seem a bit a bit transparent that that's that's exact that's exactly the reason why um like these two actors were chosen but to be fair Quintessa Swindell is like she she probably gave like the best first impression whereas Noah Centineo is not exactly leading man material he you know he he was fine for the for this role but i can't say he's necessarily um, as strong as like say Eldis Hodge or, or Pierce Brosnan or even even Dwayne Johnson himself.
1: You gotta, you have. To, this is. I feel like this is definitely a, a film that you know you want. You could go with your t- you know teen, um, but also good for you know just adults. And I you know I was entertained. Um, my friend was like, I don't know if it was. Good. I was like, it's no Green Lantern. Okay. It was good, if we're comparing it to that.
0: Yeah, I, I think, I think this is, this is much better than Green Lantern. Um. Again, it's still it. It's probably not like, it's probably not like the top at the top of the list. Probably more, up upper middle. But I like, I like, I think I like more, um, what this what this sets up for for the DC universe moving forward because they do it. They do introduce a lot of great uh, material. Again, the fact that you have the JSA in this universe and the fact, and the fact that, that Viola Davis is kind of building a larger presence in the world too, like aside from just running task force X, she yeah. also she also is kind of like she she gets to call the shots for like everyone pretty much
1: yeah yeah she is making herself known i do like her threat at the end i think that's pretty interesting um what they're setting up there
0: yeah ba- basically she's like she she's like the evil version of nick fury
1: Yes, absolutely. Don't turn your back on, on her.
0: Um. Uh, now, speaking of evil, what did you think of the villain, um, Is- Ishmael Gregor, or the like, the demon Sabak? Yes.
1: Um, I was, I like when he died. I definitely was like, well, fake died. I was like was too quick I you don't know what's going on in this water scene and then I was like oh I gotcha they're gonna just bring him but I thought that was a little weird I was like why'd you put him in the water just to bring him out um Black Adam um but I thought it was good I thought the the way the the demon looked and like during the fight scenes I thought that was amazing um I thought that actor did really well kind of playing playing that character and the reveal but like he came from that line of the king um, it reminds me a little bit of the mummy. <laughs> it's giving some mummy vibes, like even even evil, evil villain, more of mummy too, um, than anything. Um, so I thought that was um, it's a little predictable, but I mean, I
0: knew they needed to have a big bad somewhere. Um, yeah, I I agree. Con- conceptually, I l- I love the idea of the character. You know, every, every everything from his his or his origin to, um, you know the like the guy, like the guy's fake fake death in the beginning. Like you kind of, you kind of knew that he was up to no good. I the my only complaint though is that, um, the, the like the design of of Sabak like once he's actually fully formed um it 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 didn't look all that great um i i would give like some benefit of the doubt that maybe maybe the maybe just like either the the effects weren't weren't like completely completely finished or this was just this was just not a good design and they and uh the vfx crew was just kind of doing the best that they could i i either way like I I understand exactly exactly like what his role was for the movie um and it he he does work as the, like the final the final boss that that they all have to team up to face I I just wish I just wish they did a little bit better job with the actual visual presentation
1: I think they did the best of what they had <laughs> that's what I would say I'm also more forgiving. I would say overall on on CGI stuff, um, it was a little bit better than like say the end of Blade One. I mean that was many years ago, but that CGI was very unfortunate um, for the final scene. Um, but you know, it
0: it did the job. Yeah, it's, not, it's like again, it's not it's not like the worst thing I've seen. Like. Even you mentioned um, the like the mummy or the mummy returns. Yeah, oh yeah. We yeah. we we have come a long way since then. Yes. Oh dear. Just thinking about those. <laughs> um, but yeah, of course, of course, because because this is the movie that it is. You have you have both the JSA and eventually Black Adam uh teaming up to stop the big the big bad and unfortunately this does mean we lose our dear old dr fate what what did you think of of his his death scene
1: um i thought it was great Honestly, I was sad. Obviously, I didn't I don't want I didn't want Doctor Fate to go, but I thought it was great. I liked how that he had to kind of sacrifice himself because of, you know, the prophecy and the way it's almost it kind of reminded me of a little bit of like Doctor Strange and and in, in game where he's like there's only one way this is going to work out. Sorry. Somebody's got to die. Um and it's going to be me. Um and also he lived he's the old guy. He lived the longest. It's we can make it. Um, I want to know who's Dr. Fate next. That's like, I was like, he's keeping the door open. Who's next? Um, I definitely thought also the, the nice touch of, um, Hawk, Hawkman kind of using the powers temporarily because as almost like the helmet knew they needed to kind of finish this one task up before kind of disappearing into the mist. Um, I thought it was cool
0: i i am looking i am looking forward to wh- whatever whatever d c does next with dr fate because accord according to the producers we have not seen the last of him now that can that can mean a whole bunch of things they they're <laughs> yes. either they're they're either talking about like a prequel or a like a sequel that's sort of like like this, the like the search for the next the next mm-hmm. Doctor Fate.
1: I wonder if he can time travel. Can he time travel? Has ah. it happened. Hmm. <laughs> I'm like is that a thing.
0: <laughs> I, I I don't know if there's if there's precedence for that, but I I I just really want to see more Doctor Fate. That's all. Yeah. Um, I, I also want to see more of um of Hawkman because yes. he because he was really good. Um, I i love the sort of rivalry that he has with black adam (laughs) and and also um the running gag that he has with with adam smasher me and you (laughs) me and you yes
1: i did think that was funny i was like he made um adam smasher had a purpose (laughs) comedic relief
0: yep one of, the, one of the other scenes I really liked, again, kind of going back to having the people be the focus, is when Amon gath- gathers, gathers up the people of Kondak to kind of take out the, um, you know, the, the skeleton zombies while Sabak is attacking. Yes. That, that scene I thought was really good.
1: Yeah, I thought that was awesome. They were, like, using pipes, whatever they had, to beat up these skeleton guys. I thought it was so good. Um, And, again, the kids were really inspiring me, you know, in that moment. He went and inspired everyone, just, like, taking it back to the flashback with Black Adam's son. So I thought it was great.
0: Yeah. Now, speaking of which, that is probably one of the biggest um, deviations from the comic um Ooh. yeah like generally the or, the origin for black adam is um like the wizards choose teth adam to be their champion but what once once they fight they find out that like he's he's un- unworthy <laughs> um you know they go back on the word and um and that's and that's what makes what makes him you know fill filled with rage and that and that's how he like sort of becomes more more of like the villain but i i suppose in this movie to sort of to sort of soften up his character and yeah and give and give him like a more um a more empathetic uh backstory mm-hmm. they 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 make they make his son the champion and as like as like a final um as like a final parting gift before he's sacrificed he, mm. Very he convenient. Gives, yeah he gives up his pa- his uh powers so that his father can live. But then, but then the wizards still seal him up for five thousand years. I wasn't, I wasn't sure at first, like how connected this was going, this was going to be to Shazam. But seeing Jaimon Hansu in the movie was was a nice sort of confirmation that no, 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 this is this is still in the same universe.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, wizards. Remember this? I honestly haven't seen Shazam since since the first time, but it was, I remember quite a bunch. So it was pretty memorable. I thought Black Adam was pretty memorable as well.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. This is this is clearly a movie that um audiences have really connected to. Um and not just because what we're about to talk about next, um, but just just the fact that like there's there's something in this movie for everyone. Whether you're just here to see Dwayne Johnson, or you just happen to be a fan of the Justice Society of America, and um, and and seeing Doctor Fate in live action is enough to to drive you to the theater, or you just happen to be a fan of Noah Centineo, who, <laughs> yes. you know, doesn't have the like the biggest role in the film, but he's still in it enough that like you know that's a, a, that's a re- that's a reason enough to see it but i think i think like the what, the one thing that almost everyone has been talking about even before the movie officially came out was the mid credits scene in which we finally see the return of henry cavill superman Lord.
1: I was like, well, how much
0: did that cost?
1: <laughs> Just cause he said so many times that he wasn't gonna come back. I was like, wow. He he's here. I thought it was a great moment. I wanna see what happens and when they fight.
0: Yeah. Um although what one one thing one thing that has has always like kind of Given us hope is the fact that Henry Cavill I don't think has ever said um, I will never come back to play Superman, but he did say the the cape is in the closet, so he was yeah. he was just waiting for the right opportunity. And I mean, seemed, you can't really seemed, have DC without Batman and Superman, so ex- exactly. So <laughs> this. If if this is if this is just a small taste of what we're getting moving forward, then I'm I'm mm-hmm. excited to see where they go from here.
1: Honestly, I be way more excited than the end of um Justice League. So this is great. Also like it was it was more lighthearted. It's like, yeah, they might be about to fight,
0: but it was like fun and like cheeky. Yeah, he's he's he he just want he just wants to have a talk. That's it,
1: yeah, like we'll see but we'll see what happens. We don't have to fight technically, um but no, I was excited. um, I will say when I saw my screening, everyone kind of was like, "Well, and then let like ran away almost <laughs> after that scene, and then I was like, "Wow, um, no one stayed for the credits except for me, um and I was like, "You don't care who worked in the movie?" And they're like, nope we're out."
0: I I always stay through the credits like even even if I know that there's nothing happening after I I I like to stay there and sort of like take in what I what I saw maybe just li- listen to the music um but um I think both both times I saw the movie when when Superman showed up in like in that scene the like the, the audience the audience went wild, especially especially on on the Thursday night. Like people 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 saw Superman, and yeah, there were there were a lot of there were a lot of applause. Yeah,
1: that's pretty good. I feel like I I the morning is not the time for the applause. I gotta go back in the evening. Honestly, I would see Black Adam again. I mean, it was like you know, if someone one of my friends hadn't seen it yet, and I'm like, I can do that it could be fun also like I'll be less confused about the justice society uh, so maybe it'll be better
0: yeah this this is one of those movies that I think benefits from from like a crowd like I I, like I I could probably watch this one at home easily but I think I think just I think just seeing it on on the big screen is is it, 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 it makes the experience all the more special.
1: I'm like, you know, who doesn't love The Rock? Honestly, even when he does a bad job, I'm like, it's still fine. I watched Rampage, it was dumb, but I had fun in that theater. That was back when Movie Pass still existed. I was like, I didn't really pay for this. So, uh,
0: Movie Pass, those were the days
1: maybe they're back (laughs) who knows I got my I got my AMC stubs um AMC did not pay me to say that by the way (laughs) um I truly just love having you know more not that I even use it I sometimes I don't even use it once a month I just like having my options open um but no I thought it was good and I really like Sarah Shaw as well
0: um so I'd watch it again for her yeah same um so yeah I, I think I think I can speak for the both of us when we say we we we, we enjoyed Black Adam, and That's it looked it looks like according to the box office, um, we're not the only ones as yeah, as it as it, as it like, brought, it, as it brought in right? um one hundred forty million worldwide and sixty seven million domestic, which is not bad for for a solo for a solo film this is the biggest opening um opening weekend for Dwayne Johnson if if we're not if we're not counting any of the uh, Fast and the Furious movies this is like th- this is quite the milestone for him
1: yeah I'm pretty excited I like Superhero Rock
0: yeah same I'm I'm really excited to see where they go from here th- there are so many um great opportunities for this universe moving forward like like we kind of said at the at the top now that now that they have um new new leadership um and what ones what ones who can sort of like guide guide the direction in a more in a more hands-on creative approach i i I think we could be in for uh pretty exciting (laughs) stuff moving forward yeah
1: I think uh, it's pretty open and it's I think the one thing is about a movie where like it was just good and solid, like if another one comes, like another Shazam's coming, but I'm not like chomping at the bit for I'm like when it comes, I'm like, yeah, I'm down for this. Um, so it's good. Take your time. I'm ready.
0: Yeah. So that does it for this episode. Um, before we get out of here, Teresa, where can everyone find you online?
1: You can find me on all social platforms at Teresa Electro. Teresa with no
0: H. And you guys can find me on Twitter at CaptainK42. You can check out my quick thoughts on letterbox.com slash CoachK42. And you can follow Renegade Pop Culture on Facebook and Twitter at RenPopCulture. You can also find us on YouTube, on Chaser, on the Banana Meter. Listen to all of our podcasts on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., And last but not least, everything can be found at renegadepopculture.com. In Escape, so do we. That'll do it for this episode of Capes. We will catch you guys later. Peace out.